everybody, and welcome to the Dice Check Podcast. Today, I am your host, Magikarp Usefly, also known as Matt, and with me today, we have the very, very furry John P. Hey, what's up? <laughs> That's the best intro you can do. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. moving on, moving on. And, with, and uh, along with John P., the furriest man, we have the hairiest man, <laughs> Dameki. Hey, y'all want to see my sweater vest? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Professional what? here. Yeah, yeah, I am dude, professional. I was, I was just asking you want to see my sweater vest. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Uh, How y'all doing? So... Uh, if you guys haven't listened to the Dice Check podcast, we are centered around uh, helping out new players get into 40K, help them learn how to play 40K, and also go over tactics and strategies for both new and veteran players alike. And today we are talking about something that is a topic that a lot of people uh, have arguments about, a lot of people uh, complain about, or that they don't complain about, and you know, just a bunch of conversation about this topic. Terrible segue. Uh, <laughs> dealing with Codex Creep and how you can use your army that doesn't have a new 9th edition Codex and work with other armies that do have a 9th edition Codex. That is the topic for today. It's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you guys mm-hmm. excited for the topic? Oh, I'm definitely excited. I, a, I, I like this topic. Yeah, it's a very interesting topic, especially uh, right now. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's yeah. so much happening right now. Just rules changing, new stuff coming out, new codex is coming out, meta shifting forever and ever and ever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and, yeah. It's like by the time that you're done painting up one unit, the the meta has shifted yet again, and you're yeah. just like, oh, uh, no, God, wait, we don't use this anymore. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what do you mean this costs three hundred points now? I want to run this in like in, in my in my crusade. What the heck? Oh wait, well crusade does power level. They they increase the power level for uh, no reason. I mean, the codex is literally just added to the backlog. Of my armies, like it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, right you now. have like three codexes that yeah. are ninth and tenth. Yeah, screw yeah. you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> all, like all besides your your main, which is Tau, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah all besides my main, which is Tau, and Man. they've been shelved. But I mean, I've been playing them a lot more lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm finding some new things out about them. We'll talk about that though yeah, later. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the meta constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Before we hit this main topic, we got some news to cover real quick. Heck yeah, we do. Uh, new GT rules and chapter approved coming out pre-ordering this weekend. That's going to be insane. Let's go. Yeah. I kind of called it. Yeah. I said they'd be coming soon. Everybody was like, nah, no, I think it's too early. I, dude, I doubted mm-hmm. it. I, I so doubted that it was going to come out like anytime that it usually does come out just because of everything that's been happening. Yeah. But... There's some cool stuff in here, and I'm just going to go over them a little bit. Um, obviously, chapter approved, that's going to be the new point changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not expect Jakari to get hit very hard at all because this is like some... The chapter approves are usually made like months beforehand, right? So I doubt that Jakari being a new army is going to have updated points. Uh, I wonder what they would even do to... I mean, update what? Just the the gun, the liquid fire gun? Because that's maybe. like probably one of the main problems with the army. Mm-hmm. And dark technomancers. But chapter proof, that's all speculation. GT rules, Warhammer community did drop some rules about this. Um, some some new changes that they're doing that I think are kind of that they're a little bit interesting. They're changing up investigate sites. I think that they're just literally renaming the name from investigate sites to like investigate signals or something. Yeah. Um, but now that's something where uh, on your first turn you can still score it without your opponent um 
stopping you immediately. So that's good. That's a good change. I think that's healthy. I think that there's uh, stuff in shadow operations that really needs to be changed, and especially Warpcraft. Mm-hmm. I think Warpcraft needs to be changed or just nixed entirely because mm-hmm. those secondaries are terrible. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Deploy Scramblers is getting a change. Apparently now you can gain more points by going to different quadrants. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's no longer all or nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The more that they get rid of the all or nothing uh, points, I think the better. Uh, just Arc- because, like, even while we while we stand, we fight. It's not all or nothing. You can still get like five points if you protect your army enough, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, you I, still I, get some points. I think what I liked about that though is that it added more stri- strategic uh, influence to the game, mm-hmm. right? Um, where this still does, but like I felt like when there's more on the line, it would make you either think quicker or be more in depth. Yeah, yeah, with uh, your logic. Yeah, the play scrambler is good. Uh, now the one that I find a little bit weird is the change to thin their ranks. So they're completely changing thin their ranks. They've renamed it to no prisoners. Right now, within their ranks, you get points for killing vehicles. You would get one point if the vehicles. 12 wounds or mm-hmm. 10 wounds or more or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing w- uh, with monsters. Uh, but now they've completely gotten rid of that. And along with getting rid of uh, monsters and vehicles, not giving you points within their ranks, Marines and anything with multiple wounds counts towards in their ranks as well, where instead of getting one point off of one MEQ, you actually get two points off of an MEQ, uh, which is kind of okay. This looks like more of a buff towards horde armies than anything. In my opinion, just because when you take no prisoners against anything that's a marine army or an elite army that has multiple wounds, they don't take that much infantry anyways because they're pretty expensive in the first place. Like on average against an average uh, marine army, you're probably going to get maybe six or seven, maybe eight points at max off of this because it doesn't count characters either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just want to go back. Can mm-hmm. you explain what an MEQ is for the uninitiated? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. MEQs are Marine equivalents. Mm-hmm. So anything that has the same stat line as a Marine is called, we, you abbreviate it down to MEQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's, an MEQ would be like something that's four toughness, two wounds, et cetera. Yeah. Anything yeah. with two wounds, anything, even like your uh, Death Shroud Terminators, if you're uh, a yeah. Death Guard, what, what are they? Three wounds? Uh, three wounds, just like a Terminator. Yeah. yeah. Like how, how much infantry do you usually bring? Like what's the average? wound count on for that. death guard yeah. um you may bring so it all depends on your build too because like with with the new chariot on that i have like right here in front of me there's mm-hmm. even a newer build for that where it's all like infantry based no vehicles and whatnot but most of the time uh if you're bringing morty and a bunch of vehicles like you might bring like maybe a couple of pox walkers a marine yeah a one maybe one plague marine unit are, are, are you gonna bring 150 wounds worth of points no definitely yeah. not probably yeah. probably 15 15 death throughout terminators. Yeah. So we're looking at maybe around 80 wounds that yeah. you're going to get off of it. So it's still not going to be good against that type of army. Then their ranks was an, a secondary that people usually don't take anyways. Um, but it's definitely a buff towards hordes that uh, where you could every once in a while take them their ranks against. Uh, mm-hmm. So that one, not too crazy about, but there's going to be new missions. So that's cool. Uh, moving along. We also have Warhammer plus the subscription service that GW announced coming out soonish. I don't know what the time frame of that is, but apparently it's supposed to have a bunch of different uh, projects on it, like a bunch of different animated projects. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was about a, a look like about a dozen-ish from the quick graphic that I looked at, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely some of the stuff they previewed already, like the one with the towel, what was mm-hmm. it called? The Exodite? The Exodite. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. One's that one's going to be on there. Um, so weird. A bunch of other stuff. Uh, we haven't heard any news about the Netflix show 
that was I, gonna I come think out. that might be nixed at this point. I mean, with Warhammer Plus, that sounds like that might just be canned at this point, whatever they were doing with Netflix. Yeah, well, that would be silly that if they did yeah, that. Yeah, that would be awful. They're losing that, out that's, on a huge market. That's yeah. what I was thinking, too. But, like, when I saw Warhammer Plus preview, that's immediately what went to my head. And then I was like, if they canceled the Netflix, whatever they were doing with Netflix, they're losing out on gaining so many new people, new players yeah. to the hobby. It's a little bit silly. Uh, I saw that Astartes 2 is going to be on it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm still probably going to try it out and see what it's like for at least a month to see mm -hmm. what's going on. They need to have a killer show like Mandalorian. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I, I need a Mandalorian-esque show in order for me to stay <laughs> subscribed. You know what I mean? Uh, last bit of news here. Rightful Ruler, if you guys don't know what Rightful Ruler is, uh, they officially got backed up on Kickstarter. Rightful Ruler is a AR app for Warhammer 40K. Uh, the reason why this is so interesting to me is because this could potentially change the way that battle reports and live battle reports work because it's an AR program. You could put it on top down and show visually what units have certain buffs, what units are what unit, everything like that sounds so cool. They officially got backed and that is very, very exciting. Uh, yeah, I think one of the cool things too is that they, it shows like measured distances. So like, mm -hmm. oh, this is like 24 inches away. That means he can shoot his melter at it, you know? It, yeah, it'll definitely add a sport caster feel to the game, right? Yeah, especially like when we do our next tournament arc. Yeah, like the guys in the back, whoever's doing that, if we can have that AR program by then, it would it would add so much more value to to our oh, battle yeah. reports. Like it, it makes live streams for battle reports way more um, appealing towards mm -hmm. people, especially towards a new audience. So that's why I like it a lot, and I'm I'm very excited for it. Hopefully, it launches really well. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to go check that out, you can go over to Rightful Ruler. If you just Google Rightful Ruler Kickstarter, you'll find it. It's from Minotaur Games or something like that. Um, it's pretty cool. So yeah, but that's about that's enough of me rambling. <laughs> I think I think that Demeki has some information that I don't know about. Yeah. So uh, on the I'm the did you know today? Did you uh, know? So did you know? I, did you know? So did, did you, you know? know? Tal met Kroot during their first expansion. The Dalith Sept found them in combat against orc warships. And at first, they just observed the battle. They were just like, yo, we're here to just, just observe. We're not going to partake. And then the battle air casts and the fire cast commanders, they, they couldn't bear watching these orcs just beat the crap out of the crew. So they decided to jump in and help them for the greater good. Uh, Tau quickly destroyed the orcs with their advanced weaponry, but found that the force was just a vanguard of a large invasion force. So, like, after they beat them orcs, more orcs showed up, and they were like, <laughs> as, 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 as per <laughs> usual, as, yeah, as, as they yeah, should. as expected. So, uh, this led to uh, the war uh, in the place of Union, where Tau and Kroot joined forces and went from planet to planet, just uh, where the Kroot were, annihilating orcs. They were just like, we're going to get rid <laughs> of all these orcs. Um, and then when they reached the Kroot homeworld of Peck, uh, the legendary leader for the crew at uh, Angkor Prak pledged the crew to the greater good uh, as long as they continue to receive payment from the Tau, but of course. Oh, so well, they're just like assassins. Yeah, they're yeah. mercenaries. Well, so they're taking currency. Yeah, okay. essentially. What currency? Yeah, what's the Tau uh, currency called? Did you know? Did you know? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that Tau currency. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's probably like weaponry. Yeah, it's and, probably and Hong Kong dollar. Yeah. Maybe. Yuan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it would <laughs> the be. The Korean won. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, cool. It's like... um. What's it called? Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know where uh, uh, the faceless. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. going around. 
yeah. you know, just doing what they want to do. Well, I think the other thing that was interesting on top of that was the fact that I didn't know how the crew operated when I when I found this out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't realize that crew uh, eat other beings and gain like certain attributes from those beings. Yeah. So that made it even more interesting to find that out. That's why like all like all the crew are so different. Like never none of them are the same. Well if so, they uh oh. what if they eat something that like a power that they don't want. Like, oh yeah. Oh crap. This so was- sometimes they don't get anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> um so what in the article that I read too is that uh they're worried that if they eat the nids, like the nids do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like it would just increase their hunger. And then they would become similar to the nids. Oh, and they would just be forever mm. hungry. Yeah. So they just go around boring people. Yeah. All the time. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just swallowing people whole, <laughs> eating the biomass. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It always surprises me that Crute are part of the 40K universe. Yeah. They seem, they seem so out of place for Tau. You know, I... And y'all, see, y'all will see it in the next battle report. But like after using them, they're they're actually kind of fun. They added different uh, flavor, flavor and style to the army. Yeah, I can see that. So it, it was it, they're interesting. That's why I was like, let me let me dig a little bit more into crew. Yeah, and that was your first time using it, right? Yeah, that was my first time. Yeah, you know, you know, it'd be great for when you're playing something for the first time if you had a way to look up your strategies and your stratagems <laughs> more easily. Oh Isn't yeah, that right, John P. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I found something that helps you create something a lot more visual for yourself. Uh, if you're having a hard time remembering your stratagems and stuff, um, it's actually a site based around creating and sharing custom magic cards, but you don't have to put uh, magic all over it. You could, uh, use those to remember your Warhammer, um, stratagems. Yeah. So I created one here for Savage Strike, uh, Space Wolf stratagem. Um, it pretty much has... Very nice artwork. Uh, you can put the stratagem title on it. You can put how much it costs CP-wise. You can put the stratagem description, some fluffy text beneath it, a nice graphic, uh, which army it's used for. It's a, it's a great way to like make your the stratagems feel like your own and like customize. It's, an, it's another project you can take on too if you're feeling like you know, you're missing out on something hobby-wise. You could print these out, maybe cut them out. Um, glue them onto some cardstock, or maybe you have some old magic cards that, you know, you just don't care about anymore. Maybe some lands you'd have like hundreds, way, hundreds of lands. Millions of lands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not going to yeah. lie. When you posted these last night, I thought this was legit for the magic commander set. I was like, <laughs> Oh, sh- Nikes. What is this? <laughs> and then, and then I looked and I was, and I was like, wait, these, why are they all colorless? <laughs> Wait, this is OP. Wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> All these commander decks are too good. Oh man, Tyranids are going to be red. What the heck? <laughs> oh gosh. Imagine, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I tried to make it so that it matched, uh, or like I guess like the colors matched like the army style. Yeah. Um, but it didn't look very nice like aesthetically. I, I was going to make space wolves like gray, uh, green and red because you know big big animals and aggressive. But it looked kind of weird with the the blue space yeah. wolf. So I just want to. Blue and black. Yeah, but yeah, it's, a, it's a nice yeah. way to remember yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a, especially like um, if you're a visual like learner. learner yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. see the graphic. You're like, oh yeah, Savage Strike. That's the one I need. You bust it out. Um, you're like, oh yeah, this is plus one the wound. It really helps you just remember things. This is genius. Yeah. I might actually use this because like when I was playing Magic, like you see the card so many times, you see the picture, mm-hmm. like you you just know, like yeah. oh that's that card. I know what it does. Yeah. yeah. So 
That, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, especially if you're in a pinch and you, you're not sure what you exactly you need. And you're like, oh, plus one wound. That'd be great. You know? Yeah. What is that picture? What is the picture? What is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, angry Space Wolf. Shoot. That's the why, one. Why are they all Angry Space Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> talking about stratagems, I don't have a segue. I'm just going to make it. Oh, yeah, segue alert. Segue alert. Now, we're done with all the kicker stuff. It's time to go into the main topic here, talking about this codex. I got I got a little bit of a, a little paragraph that I wrote down for you guys uh, to uh, do get we you need guys to close ready. our eyes again? Yes, close yeah, your eyes. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, chat, <laughs> even, even anybody listening to this, anybody <laughs> listening to this, just close your eyes and I will if spin you, you a tail. If you're driving, don't do that. Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, driving, yeah. please don't do that. <laughs> keep your eyes open, but just imagine what I'm going to yes. say. So you've got your army, your ride or die your favorite army in the entire game that you want to run over and over and over again, but they don't have a 9th edition codex. You're stuck picking mission objectives, hoping for something good. Your weapon profiles aren't as good as newer armies, D3 plus 3, and you feel like (laughs) you're just at a loss when it comes to this new edition. So how the heck do you deal with this? What are the ways you can edge out some W's when going up against a newer codex? And is this codex creep just impossible to deal with? I, I definitely feel this one. I yeah. know how this one feels. I know you do too. Oh, I, f- I feel it. I feel it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start off? Who wants to, <laughs> is this an open floor question anybody can answer? There are no wrong answers except when it's a wrong answer. Well, let's start with John P because he got the he got the Space Marine Codex first. Yeah, so let's, talk, first let's talk about a player that got their Codex first. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's weird because in 8th edition, I was like one of the last ones to get <laughs> an update. And then in ninth edition, I was one of the first ones to get an update. And, you know, at first I thought I had a pretty decent Codex, you know, going in. You know, I, I thought we could hang, especially with the objective uh, style of ninth edition. And I felt like the Space Wolves in general were a lot more durable, a lot more tougher than um, some people expected. Um, but as more and more codexes came out, I realized that was not the case, um, <laughs> especially when that Jakari one came out. I I thought Space Wolves could hang with anyone, especially in melee combat, and with Jakari, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All, yeah. That, all that fight lasts, all those auras, all those fight twice, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense in a way because you wouldn't want the first thing to come out to just be OP for the rest of the edition because then yeah, that'd be bland. That feels- Everyone would be tired of that, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, Space Marines, again. <laughs> yeah, can this- you imagine Space Marines just being just the strongest faction <laughs> for an entire edition again? Yeah. Well, I think I think that's interesting, too, how they, they made it. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got the Space Marine Codex and then you have each chapter coming out, too, right? Mm-hmm. With their own special codex for their own specific units. And I think that's probably what's helping... Uh, Space Marines still perform at the same level. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. Because like when your codex dropped, right, you had TWC or you had Thunderwolf Cav. Yeah. And they were baller when they came out. It was yeah. so good. It, it also is one of those things where like on initial look, you think it, look, it looks super cool. Like it, mm. it does everything you want it to be. And then like well, once people figured out how to play against them, and once things come out that you know is a direct counter in them, things like D three plus three damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you start to realize like, oh, it's not as good as we initially thought. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an example of like codex creep right there. Yeah, yeah. How how do you deal with it now? Uh, now you 
obviously you have to adapt to the meta. Um, just keep up with it. Um, it's tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I feel I feel you. Yeah, we're in the same wavelength. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to say. Obviously, I will, like you could just buy different models, do buy new models mm -hmm. to keep up. But then you start to buy models for the meta, which is not something you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess in the in the grand scheme of things, if you really want to stay on top of the meta, the best thing you could probably do is magnetize your models. That way you could swap those weapon profiles in and out. That way you don't have to buy so many models. Yeah. How, how about uh, I, refer I I put in a, a separate question here. Do you guys think that Codex Creep is real? Like, uh, do you, I, what, I, what do you guys think about the whole Codex Creep mentality? Because I am, I, I, I'll play devil's advocate guessing, on this, right? but yeah, you guys go for it. What, what do you guys think about Codex so Creep? for for the eighth edition for the eighth edition Codex is definitely. I mean, like they're already in a bad spot, uh, especially Tal. But as far <laughs> as the creep goes, like um, I can see where. It, so I asked Bricky a similar question the other day. I said, mm -hmm. "Do Necron? How do Necrons feel? Do they feel like you've been hit with Codex Creep?" And he said he didn't feel like they've been hit with Codex Creep. He feels that like they need some point adjustments. Mm -hmm. Fair. That that sounds pretty fair. Yeah. Um, Drukari, everybody, because, you know, it's the newest codex. Everybody's like, and they're winning a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I, I'm on the boat of, like, for Drukari, like, well, is it the fact that the army is OP or is it the fact that Everybody has been playing the I need to kill Space Marines meta. Yeah, like everyone's months. become complacent with right. how they're supposed to play, and now it's hard because they have to switch over. Right. And, I mean, it was the same thing with Death Guard, too, right? Mm -hmm. Even though Death Guard is similar to Space Marines, they are different. Like, you have, you know, the, the minus one to toughness. You have the minus one to damage and all that. It's it, They're a Space Marine equivalent, but they are still different. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm wondering if it is Codex Creep or if it's just... Like, people weren't ready for that coming back into the meta. Something new coming in, and it, it completely shifts the meta. And, like, uh, I guess initially, they're also going to have a high win rate because only the people who, like, did the research or, like, the top players will play it. And mm -hmm. once people f uh, see what they're doing, more people will start to play it, and they'll copy what they're doing. And then they're obviously not going to be as good as, like, the pro player that has been yeah. playing for years. So once the less less... Pro players um, start playing it. The win rate is gonna drop start down just dropping. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not you only, see that a lot. Yeah. yeah, not only that, but like people start to figure out what you can do to uh, uh, counter it, essentially, and then yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I start to tech for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is that, and that's kind of the reason why I don't think that Codex Creep is as big of a deal as what people say it is. Mm -hmm. When you see numbers like Jukari getting like seventy two percent, obviously, when you see that, anybody would be like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh my toe. Like, like, you know, it, it, it definitely feels bad. But you have to also understand that when Jakari dropped, and and this isn't me saying that Jakari is perfectly balanced because I don't I don't think that they are. They do need points adjustments. Uh, I, I, but I also feel bad for people who have played Jakari for years and years now and being called terrible and, yeah. and now, yeah, and they were terrible and now people are calling them sweaters and stuff like that. And it just, it feels bad. Cause like, that's, it, yeah, that's they, their they, army. They like the yeah. army, right? Think of someone like JT from play on table with or scar. Yeah. Jakari fanboys. And yeah. And then just completely put, you know, kicking them in the dirt, uh, just because they, they're playing an army, right? That uh, kind of feels bad, but yeah, you see these win rates, but at the same time, not a lot of codexes are out yet, right? No. Nope. 
not what we only have. Uh, I don't. How many codexes are out right now? Do you guys like, know off the top of your head? Are you counting supplements the, in there? Yeah, I'm counting the supplements too. Yeah. Because the thing is, is three like, supplements. Could, could, uh, your three armies. It's yeah. And then it's less than ten. Yeah, yeah definitely less than yeah, ten. Yeah. Definitely less than ten. Right? But yeah. but th- again, so, that comes back to the whole meta thing because yeah. think about it. From October to now, we've had Space Marines, yeah. Blood Angels, mm-hmm. Dark Angels, mm-hmm. uh, Space Wolves. Yeah. That's four. Mar- that's just yeah. four Marines right there. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was teching for it. Everyone was. Everyone's used to teching for it. And so when Jakari comes in, you know, it's like this new dude. It's like everybody brought knives to a knife fight. <laughs> and then this guy busts down the door. He's like, yo, I got guns. Yeah. And just started mowing down people. And I was like, that's not fair. I didn't know I didn't know you could bring guns. And now people are going to start bringing guns <laughs> to a knife fight. So I think that's what the problem is. Uh, now you can see that the win rate is declining just a little bit. But I think that there's more than just codex creep that's the problem. I think things like mission secondaries are a big problem. Definitely. Uh Because, you know, you look at Drakari, you look at any codex that has mission secondaries, and it does feel bad to not be able to have a ninth edition codex and not have access to Mm -hmm. that third secondary that you would really want to have that's specific to your army, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, it's a moment. You do what you're doing, basically what Space Marines do. And you get points for it. You I, know? I think TOs, though, have been doing a good job of, like, just saying flat out, like, if you have an army secondary, you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, like... Well, no, they, they don't say that you can't use it. I, I Some I, TOs I, have, from yeah. what I read, that I, you can't even yeah. use your, your army secondary. You yeah. have to go from chapter approved. I, I, I think what what's more common is that you can't stack secondaries. Where you can't... Uh, if you're a Space Marine army, you can't take Osa Moment and then a Dark Angel's... Uh, secondary as well. Ah, I see what you're yeah. You can't stack mm-hmm. it like that. Uh, it depends on like the tournament too. Because yeah. I, I was in a TTS tournament um, on the no- the Northern Front uh, server, mm-hmm. the Northern Front Spring Open, um, and that tournament was uh, no Codex secondaries. And there were some definitely some interesting placings in that tournament. I think a Night Sky went undefeated, uh, and then a bunch of other stuff um, that you wouldn't expect to see. Uh, at a normal RTT or GT where uh, you can take yeah. codex secondary. So I guess it just goes to show that secondaries do play a huge part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Um, and it, it's it, I, I like to think about the idea that a good player will defeat any other player that uh, has a good army, mm-hmm. right? It, but they're new, But they're newer to it. Does that right. make sense? If, as long as you're a good player and you stick to your strategies, mm-hmm. um, and this is like kind of how you deal with having an eighth edition codex and dealing with ninth edition armies, you know, uh, you kind of just do your own thing. And as long as you know your army really well, you should be able to pull out wins against people that are playing an army that they don't know as yeah, well. Yeah, and I was just going to say, there's a lot of people nowadays, they build their army lists around scoring points on certain secondaries. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're playing Tyranids, you know, you're going to take deploy scramblers because you have the lick they're the best thing to deploy scramblers in the entire <laughs> yeah, game so yeah. yeah yeah you definitely have that and then if you're going up against a good player and they start screening you out then you know a good player versus another good player then at that point it's just like you, you, there can be a certain wall mm-hmm. right because there are armies where you can play to the best of your ability and it could be you could be the best player of that army but then there's a certain ceiling that you can hit where you just can't perform to other uh, armies, you yeah. know, like you can be the best, uh, I don't know, Tau player in the world, <laughs> but you can't, you know, punch upwards to something like uh, 
I don't know, Drakari or Death Guard yeah, yeah. or anything like that. It's yeah. just it's just a hard-fought battle. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, like, with all the changes that have come to you, so Tau, for example, right, uh, the the 8th edition codex is, is, is I will say, it, it's it's struggling. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several reasons why it's bad. Weapon profiles are bad. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, every everybody's got weapon profile updates. We got one, and, like, most of our stuff is zero, one, or two mm-hmm. uh, AP, and like the only way to get an additional AP buff is either take uh, customizable steps yeah. or uh, take your uh, warlord trait through Unity Devastation. Mm-hmm. And but then you got to be six in, you got to be six inches close to that warlord whenever they pick uh, the model because you're only or not model but unit mm-hmm. for through Unity Devastation. So like any army that you're gonna run into that ignores minus one minus two, you're kind of hosed. Yeah, which there are a lot of. Yeah, yeah. Or or they just have a four up invulnerable and they don't care anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're used to rolling four, so they don't. Ma- it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a combination of like that and then the marker lights. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it, it it needs a rework. But I mean, but, I've been exploring. I mean, it, yeah. it hasn't stopped me from exploring other ways to try to win. Yeah, there's different ways that you can run your army in order to pull out, you know, wins against other armies that have this ninth edition codex. Now, you're a player that has a lot of armies that have ninth edition codexes. How mm-hmm. does it feel going up against other armies that don't have one? It kind of feels bad. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does feel bad uh, playing against other armies that don't have their ninth edition codex, except for sisters. Yeah. They, yeah. Sisters, so like, there's like certain armies that do really well yeah. in ninth edition with an eighth edition codex. Yeah. One of them, sisters. Yeah. Custodes. Admech. Admech. Tyranids. Uh, they they all do well in ninth edition without having an eighth edition codex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, playing against Emgard feels bad uh, for Emgard. uh playing against tau feels bad uh just because like especially when you're a player playing against one of your armies Mm -hmm. and it's just just strictly like ninth edition against an eighth edition codex yeah that's what i'm saying but like if you're playing against like like if you played uh one of my ninth edition armies Mm -hmm. against your nids like it, it would probably feel even worse right yeah because then you would know what problems they have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like oh i can exploit this so i mean yeah it, it does feel bad but like i mean some armies are doing quite fine like orcs orcs are doing really oh well. yeah orcs do fine uh, yeah sisters like like i said before i, I feel like the main two it, or three would be nids imperial guard and tau in that order like nids not well, I, first i'm saying like I, three I, two I, one I, I wouldn't say those three in terms of wh- who would need like a codex yeah. or anything like that uh i would say it's probably craft worlds Oh yeah, I forget. Well, nobody's Cra- playing yeah. against craft yeah. worlds. It's, it's like craft worlds, knights, imp guard. Maybe imp guard might have a place now with Drakari against something like Drakari, and with mm-hmm. the changes to bring it down and changes to thin their ranks. Gene Circle, yeah, Gene Circles, me, yeah, Gene Circles and Tau. I think those are the bottom ones that really need some loving, and that can be very, very difficult. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Did you want to add anything to that? I saw, I saw you writing stuff down. Well, <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm writing stuff for future. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, I just, I thought, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because, like, uh, I know on here, like, you wanted, you you said, like, how do I make uh, the army better? Mm-hmm. And, like, you said, building a list that's geared 
towards secondaries is yes. is the main way oh, to yeah. make the army yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, like taking Vespids so you make sure you can get deploy scramblers mm -hmm. or to make sure that you can get engaged on all fronts, mm -hmm. uh, taking anything that uh, deploys forward, like uh, your stealth suits and your ghost kills because they can deploy forward and get you your engaged on all fronts. Mm -hmm. uh, little things like that definitely help a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to swallow a little bit of your pride Yep, and your riptides. And your riptides. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to if if you if you are looking to deal with codex creep and you feel like that your codex isn't good enough to punch upwards to ninth edition codexes, you have to kind of swallow your pride and start looking at other ways to run your army. And I know that people love their you know their bane blades, right? They love like certain models where they're just like, I want to bring this all the time. Three mana cores. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's making you sad when you bring it, then try doing other things and try making like a list where you can like, like take it by a step, right? Mm -hmm. You know, first find, you know, uh, first find out what secondaries you want to run. Yep. That's the biggest bit. That's the biggest baseline that you could possibly do. Find out the secondaries. Take two. Most mission secondaries are good except for Raz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, t take, just pick two, pick three maybe, and just build a list around that and then bring that, to your next game and see how you perform that way instead of just bringing what you think would look what would perform well in theory right you have to have not only the secondaries in mind but then the next step would be uh understanding what the meta is yep. of what you're going to be facing against right yeah. if you're playing garage hammer bring whatever you want right yep. but if you're going to go to an lgs and you're going to go to an rtt you're going to go to a gt you're going to go play with randoms or you're going to go play in a league or something, you should look at what the overall meta is of your local area and try to not only build secondaries around your army that other people can't interact with, but also try to figure out what's the best way that you can tech into fighting against these armies. You know, if you see a bunch of, if you know that your LGS has a bunch of Jakari, start bringing flamers, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Just stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's also, I think, um, you gotta learn to really like scratch for your points and just try to get points where you can. Especially like um, you like Demaki mentioned, like he's taking things like Vespids and um, other things that he wouldn't have considered in the first place. Like for Space Marines, now a lot of people are taking Land Speeders. Space Wolves players have the uh, can take Cyber Wolves in mm -hmm. order to score points on certain things. So you really have to look at your codex as a whole and see what. Things can do certain things for you, you know. Gotta have, you know, action monkeys, things to score you points here and there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the Lictor, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> unit. By itself, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know its stat profile because it's just like, <laughs> I don't care for it. Once it once it comes onto the board, if it dies, that's fine. It did its job. Yep. And that's all that you want from it in order to stay in the game, mm -hmm. right? Uh, <laughs> and that, that, I think that's the biggest problem that people have is just letting go of certain models that you need to kind of understand that they don't fit as of right now and to just try out other models, you know? Yeah, that yeah, a Baneblade is cool, but there's also other stuff that are cool. Bulgrins are cool. Yeah. yeah. Ogrins are cool. Ogrins are really cool. Yeah. yeah. Man, obviously, mana cores, people love their mana cores. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that you can run that's different from the way that you usually play, and you might find a new play style that you actually enjoy playing as long as you just try out these different ways and these different, you know, uh, different secondaries that you can take and start building your list around those secondaries. It'll make you not only a better player, but it'll make your, your list way better. Yeah. I mean, if you're finding yourself, too, in a constant situation where you're, where you're losing a lot, 
Um, maybe it isn't your list. Maybe you're just playing Killy. Some people still have that problem from eighth. I, I was I was still having that problem, not going to lie. I yeah. mean, every time I, I showed up, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to roll dice. I'm going to kill some <laughs> stuff. I mean, but sometimes you got to take a step back, reflect on yourself mm-hmm. and, and look in and then be like, oh, I've been I've been playing the game like it's like it's a kill game and it's not. It's it's a game. It's yeah. a strategic game. Yeah. But, it's but, chess. But but if that still brings you joy, then, you know, yeah. then, oh, then, yeah. then do still it. do it. Right. Take like, the killies, killies secondaries. Yeah. Take yeah. killies secondaries. You got to grind them down. You yeah. got you got no prisoners now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to take, grind. Uh, it's, 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 dude, the, new, the no prisoners change doesn't make sense to me because like, why would you take that over grind them down? Right. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make much sense. Cause yeah. <laughs> anyway, off topic. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so, we all own on this table armies that have a below fifty percent win rate. Yes, mm-hmm. Demeki. Yeah, you have Tau. Yes, John P. What do you have? Space Wolves. And I have Tyranids. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> Being now, now that you, John P. You're the newest addition to us. Yeah, you know, well, me, me, and, yeah. me and Demeki have been living in this area for a <laughs> while, dude. Welcome to welcome to the province land. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was there from the get go, and then yeah. I I ascended to you know Did, up the the winning land above fifty yeah, yeah, percent, yeah. and then and then yeah, back down <laughs> back down to reality. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's cool because like obviously I I am a big fan of the underdog huh? underdog space wolves, huh? yeah. <laughs> um, but um, at the same time, like I would like to be. You know, average at least. That way, I'm not. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to claw, ha, ha, claw space wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> claw up. You're just, you're just coming up with these yeah, left and right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Low tier gang. Let's go. Yeah, low tier gang. Let's go. Let's go. Low tier gang. Low, low tier gang. gang. Low tier gang. <laughs> <laughs> we show up and then and then we just slap you across the board. Yeah. <laughs> um, you think? Do Do you think that that's uh, added more? to your army like thinking about more like going back through the codex and looking at things that you might not have used before yeah definitely like uh, like I mentioned before land speeders um, you bring them literally just to get engaged or maybe to stand on middle objective for one turn score you mm-hmm. domination points um, cyber wolves I probably would have never considered bringing a single cyber wolf yeah <laughs> other than for the uh, engaged nowadays Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You, you know what's great about having an eighth edition codex in a ninth edition world? What's that? Is that you really get to know your army very, very well, very intimately. Yeah, very intimately. You really start to dig into the bottom of the barrel to try and find any way that you can like deal with these other high powered armies, right? Um, coming as like a nids player. Yeah, uh, I I constantly have to fight upwards every single time. Even when I'm winning, I feel like I can lose at any second. <laughs> that, that that's just how I feel all the time when playing nids, right? And you have to constantly just uh, claw yourself upwards every single time, right? But then because of that, I know my army so well. Some rules I still get wrong. Lictor. But, yeah, Lictor. You know, you know. But like you reach five. I don't know. Um, but like you reach into the barrel to try and find these different ways that you can play your army that's different from what uh, other people would expect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you start bringing stuff like mortal wound spam that other people wouldn't suspect. You start bringing things like uh, uh, um, just movement shenanigans, just making it so that people can't move. All these different ways that you have in your codex, and it's available there. You just have to kind of find it. Yeah. Right. 
and just kind of Forge World models. Forge World. Forge. That's another. That's another. That yes. Yes. <laughs> As an its player, <laughs> I do love me some Forge World. I uh, think. I think that was the giant kick in the nuts for me, though. What? It was when the the Forge World book came out, right? Like mm-hmm. you got some nice stuff. I did get some nice stuff. You, you yes. got some nice stuff. I got handed another nerf. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the Arvarna. I was like, Ar- so the the Arvarna, the one hundred nine. Yeah. Then Tiger Sharks went from hitting on threes to fours, like yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But, I, but uh, then, <laughs> but then John P got Redemptor Dreadnoughts. No, or, no, uh, Contemptor. Contemptor. Contemptor Dreadnoughts. Yeah. Bullcock Contemptors. Yeah. But like. Yeah, those went from not being considered to oh, you need three of them now in a specific build, and it's sold out now. Yeah, <laughs> probably because uh, people found out. Yeah, people found out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's up with threes in this game? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody don't know. runs three of something that's like OP. Three Riptides, three Contemptor Dreadnoughts. That, well, that's the no, max. That's, that you yeah, can that's bring. The max. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Roll, roll three. <laughs> yeah, dude. What is what is wrong with you? Huh? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's wrong I'm with me. Kidding, I'm just okay. just I'm just like mm, yeah, but you could. Yeah, probably I'm, bring something else for some better points. Yeah. Now, Forge World is a good option um, if you're looking to upgrade your army a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the pricing is kind of expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, disposable income. Yeah, if you have disposable income and you want to start, you know, trying out some new Forge World stuff, then you're free to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, don't think of Forge World as I need this or I lose. Right? Yeah, definitely not. There, there, do you can pull out so many wins in a game just by playing really well, right? Um, and you'll surprise yourself. You know, you just have to keep practicing. You just got to keep trying out different things. Try new things. Try stuff that you've never thought about doing before and just see if it works. And yeah, yeah. I feel like that we're preaching yeah. at this point. I on the objective. <laughs> yeah, I on the objective. What? Demanky. Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> I, I was on the objective. You know what's funny, though? It's this... So the whole reason why like I've even started using crew lately mm-hmm. and it's it's not to to hold the objective or anything is because yeah. I wanted to make a meme list called oops all crude uh-huh and that is the whole reason why I even and, considered and now you fa- and now you've fallen in love with the crew with the crew choice yeah yeah I do yeah, I do like troops. the crew <laughs> the crew troops yeah uh, they're, and they're cheap now I want to hit you guys Point with one was. more question here yeah so what what so we all have fifty percent lower when rate armies, not that's a bad thing. We know yeah. we just live here. You know, we can, we can go to the upper echelon if we wanted to, but mm-hmm. we, you know, we just choose to live here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you guys change about your armies in order to make them a little bit better? Would you change stuff specifically about your codex? Obviously John P can't because his codex is, <laughs> <laughs> it's already printed. Welcome uh, to the <laughs> ecosystem with your ninth edition codex. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what's some stuff that you would want to change or like change about the overall game also? Not just Mm. army specific, but things that you would like to see about the overall game that you would want to change in order to make this quote unquote codex creep that's happening uh, minimized. Oh, okay. I have a few written down here actually. Oh, (laughs) okay. All right. All right. Uh, Mine is actually based around codex things like. Sorry, mine is actually based around color things. So <laughs> if this was a, a wish list uh, mm-hmm. to say uh, as like a, uh, maybe like a psychic awakening or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> or uh, Charidin. Yeah, or Charidin. <laughs> yeah. Um, first things first, obviously, Wolfen took a pretty big hit. <laughs> um, so you wanted, you wanted to bring yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, not, uh, obviously, you, I could be lazy and just say bring back the 8th edition way, but that, nah, that's, that's lame. Yeah. I got, I, got, I got a few things here. So 
Everyone else got a plus one wound. Why not Wolfen? There's still two wounds. Let's bring them up to three wounds. Mm-hmm. Put them on par with everyone, all their elite counterparts. Uh, right now, they're at a four-up armor save. So when they take their storm shield, um, it brings them. They have a four-up invuln and three-up armor save. So any bit of invul or any bit of AP um, brings them up to their invuln. Nah, let's change that. Bring it down to a three-up armor save. So two-up, two-up armor, <laughs> four-up invuln. <laughs> um, something else. Um, I think that they could use is probably like uh, an addition or like being able to consolidate more without advancing and charging without giving them swift hunters. I think they're fine without advancing and charging um, like mm-hmm. they had an eighth, but maybe consolidating an extra one, two, three inches would be nice. 12. Yeah. 12 how about, inches. 16. How, well, how about a stratagem where you can consolidate or pile in an additional three inches? We have that for CP. We have oh, that actually. Oh, you have that? Yeah. yeah. But but oh. like if I could not spend the CP for that, <laughs> <laughs> so that I could spend the uh, other things yeah, like yeah. Key maybe, maybe maybe that would be cool as an HQ. Like because you know HQs normally have the auras and buffs, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe an HQ that does that. Ragnar does that. But I want Wolfen oh, to do geez. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Wolfen here. Just Wolfen. Strictly he just, Wolfen. He just wants it just yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then last but not least, I think. Maybe a stratagem to, that give them to give them something um, to keep an enemy from like falling back against them because you know oh oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah like yeah. A, on a two up mm-hmm. yeah on yeah, a two up you can't fall sick. back yeah. yeah yeah and then um, last but not least maybe uh, they, when they have their because uh, right now most people usually take the claws mm-hmm. or the thunder hammer storm shield um, buff the axes a little bit maybe give them a cleave and a scythe, scythe option um, give them that um, flexibility. That would be kind of sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people are taking uh, vets now with a st- with like a storm shield and a claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, like fifteen of those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. Well, but can, I mean, can you do that with a wolfen too, though? No, no, uh, uh, they're they're locked into thunderhammer storm shield. Oh, you could add that. Yeah, yeah give, more give flexibility. Thund- yeah, yeah, more flexibility. <laughs> more flexibility on the yeah. weapon loadouts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Demeki? Or is that all you have? I have more. I don't know how much. Time I have here. <laughs> Let's do one more. Okay. The biggest thing. One the more. Thing. Okay. Obviously, I love Thunderwolf Cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Thunderwolf Cavalry. I think one of their biggest things is that they um, are have keyword cavalry and they cannot breach through buildings. Um, I noticed that they gave Catafron breachers the ability to breach through buildings. So. Uh, can't, why, why can't Cav have that also? You know, they're wolves. They're living sentient beings. Yeah, yeah, they but, can climb through windows. Yeah, yeah, but one of them's a troop and the other one's a fast attack. Yeah, but the uh, one of the Catherine features <laughs> have keyword biker. Yeah, it's literally yeah. like a, a guy inside of this huge mech suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to sneak in one more. Wolf okay. guard. <laughs> the, the wolf guard keyword doesn't mean anything. Like if if they could give a specific buff or like aura or strat for wolf guard, that'd be pretty nice. They could pack that. Yeah, they could yeah. they could FAQ that. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. take away a keyword. I could see that. Yeah. Well, I would like the keyword still. The keyword's <laughs> there for fluff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. You, yeah. All right. That's, that's enough of me. Uh, <laughs> revamp. Yeah. Well, first thing, biggest thing, revamp marker lights. Completely mm-hmm. change marker lights. Yeah. Uh, give give commanders the the reroll for ones. Mm-hmm. That would be nice, like a captain, mm-hmm. like a space marine captain. That would be great. And then you know you're not having to bake in marker lights if you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, just I mean because like that's the only way you're gonna get reroll ones unless or if you take far side enclaves. Um, so yeah, that main thing. Uh, next thing probably would be. Uh, get rid of Overwatch and just make it to where we have a ballistic skill of three. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm okay with that. So yeah. uh, you, you, oh. know, you know what would actually be nice if uh, when you hit the marker lights, you get like, I don't know, um, like you can have like a bank of dice, right, that you've mm -hmm. rolled prior to that. Mm -hmm. And then when you hit a marker light, when you hit damage or something, you can use the dice that you pre-rolled already Ooh. as a damage. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. That's literally Miracle Dice. This sounds like something I know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if dude Raph knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I mean, dude, if, if, they could g if they gave Tao Miracle Dice, you think that would fix them? No. <laughs> okay, what if, what if Tao... Give us loaded dice. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say that. <laughs> what if Tao were allowed to use a specific set of dice? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that like drop it, like I said, drop Overwatch and like give us the three up ballistic skill, or like how about drop Overwatch, give us the three up ballistic skill, and then give us uh four marker lights, uh, let us fire a marker light and be able to fire our other weapons, or make it to where we can Overwatch army wide if, on a certain unit if they have so many marker lights, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, honestly, God, Overwatch really does slow down the game, really and when you're playing against yeah. Tau, it's just even as a Tau player, it's annoying Dude, I, to me. I can't imagine Tau versus Necrons. Oh my god! <laughs> Overwatch reanimation. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would, I would. Uh, that game would last ten hours. If they ever, if that ever became the t like the top two armies. Oh geez, geez, that's like <laughs> League of Legends style of like, like ardent sensor meta. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> you remember when like Ziggs and uh, Gragas were like the top two mages? In yeah, mid -lane, yeah, yeah. Just wave clear fifty minute games. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no we don't no, want no, those. No, we no, don't no. want those. <laughs> oh, you know what? Another thing. So, like, the shield generator is like the storm shield for mm -hmm. Tau. It would be nice if we could have a plus one armor save as well with the Imbol. Yeah. That would be nice. So, okay. Uh, so, for me, I think what needs to be done in order to get rid of these, this codex discrepancy thing mm -hmm. is uh, making the secondaries available and the GTs better. Uh, oh, making yeah. it better for all armies, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, because usually when you're going into a game and you have these secondaries to choose from, when half of the secondaries aren't good and there's only a certain few that you want to take, then that's what the problem is. And that's what's making it harder for you to keep up with your opponent, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you have something like... Uh, you know, engage on all fronts. Obviously, really good. Name 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 five secondaries that you really like off of the regular GT. Engage on all fronts. Deploy scramblers. Dun, Raise dun, banners. Dun. I, 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 no, maybe. I, maybe. I, I, I have three. Do domination, engage, uh, deploy scramblers. Linebreaker. I kind of like that one. That one's that one's cool. I like the idea. Mm -hmm. Would I take it? Would Depends on the army. That's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, yeah. So I know some people have been taking, uh, what's it called? Mental interrogation. Mm -hmm. where you just oh, have, every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, where you just have like a 50-point psyker, and you, he literally just does the action every turn. Yeah. You get 15 points off of that. That one's pretty neat, um, but... Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. That's what I'm saying is that like getting... So that, that's why I'm really excited for the GT rules that are coming out, yeah. just because I want to see if they're going to be changing things where other, armies that don't have a ninth edition codex can uh, function better, I hope right? So. <laughs> you know, because even the mission secondaries, because there's some mission secondaries that are just awful. Raise, raise, <laughs> raise is so bad, and having it, more options for your army, um, yeah, like it, it might feel bad a little bit for ninth edition codexes that have. Uh, good secondaries, but mm -hmm. if they're good secondaries, they're going to take them anyways. Yeah. So just raise the bar for everybody else that 
needs to use those secondaries, especially if GW isn't going to release all codexes at once, which I don't think that they ever should. I don't think they'll ever I do think that. Yeah, They're not, it, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's they a, shouldn't it's do it. It's a silly yeah. business idea. Yeah, yeah that's I, a bad business idea. I just hope that certain ones stick around, like mm. Titan Hunter. Like, because certain ones are situational. Yeah. So, yeah. like, um, that yeah, but, one. But, well, the thing is, is that when, when something is, when a secondary is situational, then you run into the problem where you can't have a coat. You can only use that in that situation. Right. So if you're building uh, your army around like two secondaries or three secondaries, mm -hmm. and then maybe the third one you can flex a little bit. Um, the third one that can flex, it, it's dependent on what you're up against. Mm -hmm. and what mission you're running, right? So yeah. if you don't hit either of those criteria, then you're kind of screwed. Then what do you take? No prisoners? Well, yeah. th that's when yeah. it comes down to, to building your a well-rounded list, right, for yeah. all comers. So, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, that that's where the, the situational secondaries mm -hmm. come in. Well, yeah, and some, some people build so that you can't score secondaries against them. Like, yes. most yeah. Necrons lists, most Space Marines lists, mm -hmm. you can't really tech you can't yeah. tech a specific secondary against them so if you end up with something like raise as this mission secondary you're stuck with deploys crammers engaging off fronts and something you might score three points on yeah <laughs> yeah, at yeah. The, end so, the game yeah, yeah exactly exactly and i think that that's what the core problem is is that the secondaries just aren't mm -hmm. all on the same playing field like warpcraft mm -hmm. uh, like you might as well just kind of get rid of that entire section because mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't work like it, it it's it, it works in narrative but when it comes to like GT and stuff, then that's when there's a problem because yep. it's just like, it just doesn't work. Like it, it, when when you can't run something like uh, while we stand and then pop unleash the lions as custodes, uh, and that's obviously like extremely powerful. And the only thing that you can get is like grace. It's like <laughs> man, this sucks. <laughs> like what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, uh, I, and I, th I think that's what the biggest problem is. Is well, that I, th I think they kind of. Because at the beginning, before they made the changes, uh, mm -hmm. they before they FAQ'd uh, Grand Tournament, uh, bring it down. Like, it, everybody was taking Engage on All Fronts, bring it down, and, and Scramblers, or they were taking Engage on All Fronts. Uh, what was the other one that got a major change? Mm -hmm. um, the one where you pick the three most expensive point costs. Oh, while we stand. Yeah, while we stand. Yeah. And just Scramblers. And then yeah. they made that change, and then, like, nobody was using them. What? Or, like, it went down, like, those two things, like, mm -hmm. went down even further from use as a secondary. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm hoping that these next set of secondaries are more balanced mm -hmm. out the get-go, and then they don't get FAQ'd. Like, they don't FAQ secondaries uh, because, like, people are always taking them or they're more powerful than they should be. Like, I'm hoping that we just have a balanced GT out the get-go. Probably yeah. won't, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. It's, a, it's a learning process. Yeah. You know, they're still... There's still a lot of time for them to figure mm -hmm. things out. I mean, all the codexes haven't come out yet, so mm -hmm. yeah, we'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. Low tier gang, low, low tier, tier gang, low tier gang, low tier gang. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, that's it for this conversation for this podcast. We have run out of time here, so we're going to end it off here. Thank you, guys, for checking out this podcast. If you guys want to listen to this podcast, you guys can listen to it on Spotify. Uh, you can put us in your ear holes whenever you want. You can also catch us on Twitch every single. Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time <laughs> at twitch.tv forward slash dice check. Also, you can catch us doing live battle reports every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash dice check. Check out our YouTube channel. Press the subscribe button. Press the like button. Listen to us in your ear holes. And we hope that you guys have a very 
good night listening to this while you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> good night.